Hey guys, Adam Jasinski here, and welcome out to another great week of my Live with Adam Jasinski podcast. We have some exciting things coming your way this week after this Halloween season's here. We're rolling on the Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you know, for me, the holidays and the different type changes in weather and season can be, you know, very effective when it comes to your mental health and your wellness. So today's episode I brought on a great guest. She's super powerful. She's super exciting from her brand's called So Bipolar. Her name's Miri, and I like to say, Miri, want to say hi to everybody out there. Hi, everyone, and thanks, Adam, for having me on. Of, of course, Miri. I'm, I'm so glad to have you. You know, there's so much going on out there when it comes to mental health and the stigma and the awareness, and, you know, a lot of times it's even opening the conversation up and, 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 and even where to start um, when it comes to mental health. You know, do you want to share a little bit about you know, your story a little bit about how you came to be with So Bipolar? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I was diagnosed with bipolar about 10 years ago when I was in college. And um, really at that point, I had no idea what bipolar was. Um, I had never known anybody who had it. Um, and so when I was diagnosed, it was a huge shock to me. And yeah. uh, I felt really, really alone because I had never known anybody because nobody talks about it because of the stigma. Um, and when you have 5.7 million Americans who have it and you have never met anybody who has bipolar, it's a pretty good indication that everyone's keeping it on the down low that they have bipolar. And yeah. so, um, you don't even realize it sometimes. For me, I was, how, how old were you? I was 30, like 32 when I figured it out. How old were you? I was about 18, 19 um, when I had gone gone to college and just was, I think the stress really triggered it. Um, right. Got really depressed in college. It was it was hard. <laughs> and that's how they usually say with, like, mental illness. Like, it's, it's, it's difficult when you're younger. It's usually, I guess, in, in, in most people, it doesn't manifest or really show itself until you're older, which kind of makes it difficult because the routine you're used to and the life you're used to all of a sudden starts to change, and you're like, what's going on? You know, I give you credit, and it's speaking up and figuring it out, and that's really was a difficult part for a lot of people. I know in my story, Miriam, if you don't, I'm sure if you don't know or not, it's I was undiagnosed for so many years, and it was a misdiagnosis when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old as ADD. I have the more manic type of bipolar. So once they figured that out, I went, you know, it took me years of suffering until I figured it out on my own at 30. Um, and had you once you once you found it out, like what kind of processes and steps did you take to, you know, maintain it and come out on top? Um, well, I really brought in support from family and friends. Uh, I think bipolar is something that you cannot do alone. Um, because people are so quiet about it, it makes it so much more difficult to come out on top because you're constantly hiding. You know, you say somebody invites you to a party, say, and you say, oh, yeah, that'd be so fun when you're kind of in your romantic phase, and then the day comes, and you're really depressed. So you're yeah, like, oh, I ain't going nowhere. Tell that person, yeah, I'm not going there. So then you, you start telling people, and a lot of people find themselves lying and saying, you know what, I just don't feel good today. I can't go. And you become that person who's always making excuses why you can't go somewhere. Um, whereas if you're just open with people and you say, you know what, I'm having a really low day. I know you know I have bipolar, so um, it is what it is. I mean, when people have another illness, say um, they have, you have cancer, for example, you, um, if you're going through chemotherapy, people are completely understanding, oh, 
you know, right. anything you need, well, I'm that, right here for you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and they're open about it. You know, if you're going through chemotherapy, you're very open about it. You have an illness and you're getting help. Well, the same thing goes for um, uh, mental health issues. I mean, it's, it is, I mean, it's not, a lot of people call it a chemical imbalance, and I'm not sure if that's quite the right term for um, the, for what bipolar is. It's more of um, disturbances in your neurotransmitters. I mean, if you look at brain scans, you see that a person who has bipolar, their brain scan is completely different from somebody who has normal brain functioning. I need to see so, mine. Mine's probably like, this is crazy. You should see my brain scan. I probably like the whole chart. <laughs> I, I, I get going. You have no idea. I am the complete manic type. Like, I get depressed sometimes, but, like, people think I'm on drugs once where I say I'm so... I'm a certified maniac. It's like nonstop for me. I'm. Just... You know what though? I think that is so awesome. Like I love that. I love that you're that different than other people. Like we need that. And I think that that is what um part of the stigma. Like I almost don't even get stigma with bipolar because there is there are so many blessings with bipolar. Right. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, and I was listening to um, one of your podcasts this morning. With I think his name is Mark Rickert. Is that it? Right. He, um, and you were talking about how when you were incarcerated, you read the Bible front to back three times. And I loved hearing that because um, for me, when I talk about, you know, people want to know, why do I have bipolar? Like, this isn't fair. Why do I have to deal with this? And for me, I looked at it as, you know what? I, when I am going through mixed episodes of what I, of like hell, it feels like hell when you want to escape your brain, it's so painful. And right. in those times, I reach out to God, and I'm like, God, help me help get me. through this. Like, yes, help me, get me out of this. And um, I think without bipolar, I never would have gotten that close to God. I never would have reached out because I think it's in the hard times that we really reach out to God and say, help me with this, you know? So yeah, because you I, get stuck. What happens is that you get, sorry to interrupt, you get stuck in, like, your own head sometimes. And you're just, like, it's your own thoughts bouncing around, like, nonstop. And you've got to reach outside of yourself, you know? Like, my therapist always yes. like, you got to be aware of being aware and, like, talking to God and praying and, and opening up to, like, family when you said in the beginning is, like, you need to not isolate and you need to learn to get out of your own thoughts and, and include other people in your internal conversation. And yeah, I think, yeah. and then for me, like, yeah, like, go on, that God stuff's awesome. It's like, it, it's a good feeling to know that you're connected to something else. You, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, it gives yourself purpose. And, you know, um, just seeing an end goal, too. Like, we're all going to die one day, and we're going to, like, in the end, everything comes down to your relationship with God, in my opinion. Um, yep. And so... That's all that matters. <laughs> yep, and, and no one knows nothing, but you know what helps you, and that's the thing. If it's if, 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 like they say, faith, you know, and if you know it works, and if you know talking to God works and, and, and it helps you every day and it gets you out of when you're stuck, it's like you know the symptoms. Like I've been dealing with bipolar now for eight years, and I know my symptoms. I can see it coming. I know what to do, and that yes. part about mental illness is no matter what it is, if it's anxiety, it's phobia, it's depression, you know you're you know when you're anxious, you know when your palms get sweat, you know when you you know your heart starts racing that something's happening. You need to learn how like I have this the forty two secrets that I share, you know, for addiction and mental health. It's I have all these forty two things now that I developed after eight years that I plug in. And I'm sure you have, you know, things that you do and and, and it segues into something else. It's 
it's positive outlets. If you need to have something beyond just your mundane routine, like you have your, you know, these killer shirts that you guys make over there. I mean, that has to be fun to do, doesn't it? Isn't it? Oh, yeah, I love it. I've been getting, I mean, just picture after picture of people wearing their so bipolar shirts around town. And it, oh, it brings such a smile to my face because I see people are trying to break the stigma, even though it may be a small way, but they're trying to break it. And their shirt actually says, so bipolar. Right, and, and it's, know, it's so cool. It's like, it's like you can go to TJ Maxx and even see a shirt like that and not know it's really for someone supporting a, a, a real stigma. That's why I think it's cool. You know, it's like the big saying shirts nowadays, you know, that are always on the shelves or on the racks that are like, you know, coffee and something or I need this in the day or, you know, see you at the beaches or whatever they say on these T-shirts now. It's kind of cool that you have to sew bipolar because it's not really, you know, making it uncomfortable or making it where, like, look at me, you know, and drawing that mm -hmm. attention where sometimes when you're bipolar that can be uncomfortable. You know, so mm -hmm. it's given, I think, with the creative idea you had behind it, in my personal opinion, makes it where, like, it's comfortable to say it, you're proud to wear it, you're speaking your voice, you're reducing the stigma, and it's cool to wear. Right, absolutely, yeah. Um, and, two, um, I, I'd like to bring up, too, why I chose the name Cycle So Bipolar, because I believe that language is very important, and specifically how we say, um, you know, people who have bipolar are very passionate about saying, I have bipolar, I am oh. not bipolar, because it's saying, like, I have a disorder, the disorder does not have me. So I, even though still bipolar sounds like I'm still bipolar, I used it because um, kind of at the beginning of my diagnosis, I heard a celebrity, she said, in one of her tweets, she said, I can't decide what color to have my hair this week. I'm so bipolar. Yeah. And I was like, really? You're educating people saying that that's what bipolar is? Is that you're right, a choice between two different things? Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm choosing the name so bipolar to educate people what, you know, so bipolar really looks like. And so when those people wear their shirts, it's saying this is what so bipolar is, and we are not ashamed of it because there is no reason to be. So. <laughs> right, and, and, and with stuff is like with the bipolar and things that people think like there's 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 levels of severity to it. I believe I'm fully convinced with like, like any disease or any illness, like you can be really really sick or you can get like a minor cold. Like you can be, you know, on the spectrum of your diagnosis. So you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, your bipolar is just like your life's not 100 percent how like it's supposed to be. There's certain things that make you like you said a more unique and better person. What you learn, that's how you behave. It's about managing your behaviors, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions every day, and managing them in a way where you optimize your efficiency. That's how I look at it, and that, for me, it's like everyone needs to have their own way they frame it. And that's important, too, because once you get the diagnosis, you can either go off, you know, you can go off and say, oh, my God, poor me, woe is me, what do I do, I'm mentally ill, people think this of me, and, and fight the stigma and say, hey, how can I, you know, work my life and tweak my life and this work to my benefit and like they say Abraham Lincoln was bipolar and there's so many celebrities and so many famous people and major influencers out there who you know I think bipolar people I think they feel more I think they're much more highly emotional I think they care a lot more and I think they, they, they invest a lot more in a thing than you know average yes absolutely which is a huge gift to society I mean instead of stigmatizing us for that, those gifts, I mean, they, people should be embracing it. Because, I mean, if you look at the creativity that's been, um, you know, brought into this world because people who think differently and outside the box when they're manic, it's 
it's amazing. Um, right. Like, am I reliable? Too- no. And why freak out and leave? Yes. But that's just my personality. It's not that I'm, you know, it's not a sickness or anything. It's just, you know, and that, and it really can gauges for me. It really gauges who's my friends and not. Because I can really tell people know who I am and know who I act and are cool with what I do. You know, I get, I mean, I'm so high energy in such a good time. I get, like, I got taken advantage of and used for the longest time because I brought the party. You know, I brought the good time. When I showed up, right. I on, and people enjoyed that and would entice me with drugs and party just so I could come hang out because when there's four or five guys hanging out, bored as shit, and then I show up, and they're all having a great <laughs> night, but guess what? At the end of that party, I'm still left with myself, and they're taking off using me and going home to bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's another thing I like to talk about. Um, I've talked about a few times in my blog is – surrounding yourself with the right people. If you don't have the right people around you who, like you said, will take advantage of you, it's so hard to manage your bipolar and eventually recover from it um, because right. people are constantly sucking the life out of you and bringing you down when we in particular really need to be built up. <laughs> so I need eight um, hours of sleep, and my girl knows it. So she doesn't – so her campaign is he needs his sleep reason to be a cranky asshole and there's problems. You know, so yep. she's constantly like, go to bed, need to go to bed, like a nag, but she knows and I know that what she's doing is really for my mental health. She knows what needs, she knows I need to eat good, she knows I need to exercise, she knows I need to sleep, yes. she knows I need to decompress, or as a manic person, I'll work 24 hours a day until I explode and I'm in Las Vegas for five days missing, you know? That's how I work. Right, and right. She knows and that, and it's it's like, you know... Am I missing out on other areas? Sometimes I can be better and work a little harder. But if I'm not good to myself, if I'm not 100%, I'm not good to anybody else. Absolutely. A couple of things I'd like to say about that. Um, to plug my um, blog again, if you go to the So Bipolar, there's a video that WebMD flew to my house to do on my husband and I, and it's called Married to Bipolar. And I really do think it's an amazing example of how you can have bipolar and have a relationship. That's one thing I get from a lot of people from my blog, the response is, how the heck do you have a relationship with bipolar? Nobody wants to deal with yeah. that moves. It's really hard. And there's, I'm sure, I don't know what the exact divorce rate is, but I know it's really high. Um, and so we kind of talk about, you know, the tips that you use to um, – to have a successful marriage, and quite honestly, like in my marriage, I believe we're we're not only doing okay, we're thriving in our marriage because my bipolar has forced us to communicate better about our feelings and really work on our relationship, making it stronger than I think probably a lot of people's are because we're very aware um, of what's going on. But secondly, I'd also like to say this is kind of. I've noticed, too, in relationships, people will tell me a lot. They'll say, you know what, Mary, you are so lucky that you have such an understanding, amazing husband. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, I am very lucky. But after hearing years and years of people only telling me that I'm so lucky to have him, which I am, absolutely, 100%, nobody ever told my husband, you know what, you are lucky to have Mary for your wife. Right. And it really bothered me because I'm like, you know what, you don't know our, you know, they don't know our relationship. And in our relationship, we're very equal of give and take and we support each other. And it's not just about, like, me using him for support. I, you know, he uses me for support. We're an equal team. And I think people 
kind of miss that and look at me like I have a disability. And no, I don't have a disability. Like, I work right. my ass off to make relationships right. work and to make, you know, I have three kids, and wow. I have to work my ass off to really um, be there for them because I'm not going to let my bipolar, you know, do anything to their lives. I want them to have the best lives possible. Yeah, and for me, it's like, my, like uh, listen, literally, when people first meet me, like, once you get to know me, they love me, and that's kind of my thing. Like, when people first meet me, they're like, who the hell is this guy? He's crazy. But I kind of grow on people. <laughs> they, they see I'm smart, and I'm cool, and I know my shit. Yes. But every you have time awesome me and my energy. girl, her friends come over, they're like, they're like, how do you deal with him every day? Like, bless you. Like, how do you deal with him? Like, I'm off the hook, but she has fun with me. Like, it's benefit for her, too. I'm fun to hang out with. I'm fun to watch movies with. I'm fun... You know, just doing regular driving in the car when I'm manic, it's fun to hang out with. So she gets this give and take too, but I hear where you're coming from. It's just like every relationship. There is nothing. There is no disability to it, in my opinion, either. It's like I'm a person who, like, you're a person. It's just I need to do these certain things to make sure I run it at my peak levels. Right, and that's kind of where, you know, the labeling, you know, I, I think it's, the label of bipolar is helpful in understanding, okay, this is what I need to do to get better. But the label also is kind of, it's kind of hard, too, to have that in your life because I think people really look at you and they think, the first thing they think is, oh, she has bipolar. And, you know, that's, it's yeah. kind of a catch-22 where it's good to have the label but also not because we're really not that different from people, you know. I mean, the perception is, people in straight jackets, I think, running around and a little right. crazy, but, like, we're not at all like that. We live, you know, and before, and before, and before it was Before it was bipolar where they called, like, max oppressors or something back in the day. Right, right. And it's yeah, so actually, true. Yeah, that, and there's so much to it. And, like, the dynamics, like, you and I, I'm sure, can talk for, like, two, three hours about the different levels that come along with it. And, it's, it's and, and, you know, where I really, what I'm doing and why I reached out to, you know, feature on the program is that I really appreciate it's, it's hard to really speak up it's hard even to go out and ask to find help it's so hard to open up and say okay something's not right b let me find out what's wrong and c let me take care of it and then b to see it through right right absolutely and then mm-hmm. and, and how about have any did you go through any like med management programs or any therapy programs yourself Oh, good gosh, have I gone through those. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, like, husband, you know, that's a whole other conversation. I felt, well, you see when I say that, you're like, oh, gosh, like, I can tell just by saying that that you know what's up because, for me, it took me four years to figure out the right combination, the right amount to take, what works, what doesn't work, what makes me eat, what makes me not eat, and that's what people need to understand. Like, if you're going to get this and you're going to figure this bipolar shit out, you need to be vigilant. You need to open your mouth, you need to get to the doctor, you need to do see once a month your med management and see what works. And when you find what's best for you, you know, even if, if, I, was a, if I was a little lethargic or I ate a little bit too much, you know, I would tell my doctor right away. Absolutely. That is a huge, I'm so glad you brought that up. I get a lot of people messaging me and they'll say, you know, I'm not doing well, I'm not sleeping for days on end. And I'm like, did you call your, your, your psychiatrist? And the answer is always no. And right. I'm sitting here thinking, my goodness, you are paying these doctors so much money. And actually, in fact, these doctors, my doctor will tell me, I want you to call me. When you are, you're noticing you're off kilter, you They want to help you. Call them. Yeah. And, like, 
I mean, I practically had my doctor on speed dial a few months ago, like almost every day, and every day she was tweaking my medications. And if I hadn't have done that, I would have spiraled out of control. But I stayed on top of it. My husband helped me stay on top of it. Um, yeah. it's, oh, it's so important. Same day, every gone, time you develop a strict routine where, where I might not saying I got my, my, my combinations boiled down. Like I was taking like four or five different psych meds, and it finally got me stable for like two, three years, you know? And then I started weaving yes. one out, and I weave the next one out, and then I keep a prescription of, like, the heavier stuff in case I really get manic, but I haven't taken any of that in a couple of years. And I'm on my body just naturally performs better with a little bit more lithium in it, and it's a natural substance on the periodic table of elements. Like, one element increased levels in my body, I perform a, a bajillion times better. It's so crazy. Absolutely. And just as a little, like, side note on lithium, I'm not a doctor, so obviously I'm not, I'm not giving medication advice. But when you do right. take lithium, make sure that you get, get your blood work on regularly. Yeah, because I've had a lot of people say that all of a sudden something wrong with their kidneys and they were close to, you know, dying from it. But it is an amazing medication. With that said, you just have to manage it very well with your doctor. Yep, that's, that's a must. Um, and, and listen, anything we say in here about medication is strictly control the physician. You know, find your doctor. Be cool with them. They're your doctor. And same with the therapist, man. Like, my therapist, I would start, I'm like, I did my, my therapy, I started on like a step-down schedule. It's like, if you get in a car accident and you hurt your back, you go to a chiropractor, four days a week, five days a week, four days a week, twice a week, once a week, every week, every other week, once a month, you know, you step down. That's how I kind of did my therapy sessions. Like when I started getting really into it, I would go like bi-weekly for an hour, and then I would go once a week, then I would go every other week, and then I would go see my therapist once a month. And then sometimes there will be nothing to talk about even for like a couple months, and you'll be like, why am I even going? And then that month three, when it's tough and shit's hitting the fan, and I let him have it, and it pays off its weight in gold because you get oh, it all absolutely. out, and he knows you, and you know him, and you think. And that's what it's all about, developing these relationships in your life, you know, to be a better you. Yep. And also, I think by going to see your therapist a lot, I think it also gives your therapist a very good whole picture of who you are. Because they need to see you on your bad days, but they also need to see yep. you on your good days so they know yep. what they're comparing like spiritual attacks you feel like I just had um, a few people actually have messaged me about um, you know feeling like demons are attacking them and the devil's attacking them and um, those are symptoms of bipolar and they're embarrassing to talk about I mean you don't want to be telling people because that I mean whoa that person must be crazy that's insane but it's a symptom that can be treated and I've had similar things happen to myself like that and as soon as my medication is tweaked it's gone yeah, and also it helps about speaking up, like vocalizing what's in your head, like makes such a crazy difference. Like the, your, your head's your juncture, and then you talk about it, cleans your juncture out, and you want to keep what's important. You know, when you say that out loud, it doesn't make sense. It's just in your head. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. You don't see it while you're going through it, <laughs> always, right. but when, once you're out of it, you see, like, okay, that was not right. Um so, yeah, but also on medication, too, I think there's a big stigma attached to taking medication. I don't know if you've experienced this, but at least in the people I talk to on yeah, my blog and, and myself, yeah, people are like, oh, well, Especially my dad. Know? He don't need no medication. He don't need any drugs. He don't need all of that junk in your body. Like, dude, you, you see my yeah. asthma not on my medication? Yeah, but, like, without it, I mean, I can attest to 
I have tried, like, recently, I was basically on no medication because they were trying to switch up my meds to wean me off of one and get me on another. Anyways, um, it was... Um, it, it was just, it was, it was a very long process, but um, without it, I was awful. I was, I literally cried tears from morning till evening, nonstop crying for a week. It was so bad without my medication. And once we got my medications more on board, completely different person and totally great. Everything was fine. So without my medication, I'm not good. <laughs> So people need to stop the stigma, you know, keep, kind of keep your nose out of other people's business. Medication works for some people, and some yep. people, they, they'd like to try other ways, but quite frankly, Which is, which is just fine, but it's about admitting it, right? First and foremost, what would you say, not to cut you short or anything, to wrap this up in a couple minutes, we've done a how fast time flies, half hour, it's on already, you know, what would you say, one thing you could recommend to anybody listening on this podcast right now? If you feel something's wrong or they first tell you you're bipolar, what's your advice? Uh, schedule an appointment with a psychiatrist. And if you don't trust or feel good about that psychiatrist, find another psychiatrist. That one doesn't work. Find another one. You have to find one who you really trust and feel comfortable with. And um, if they recommend medication, take the medication as prescribed. And if they, if it's not making you feel good, keep up on it. Tell them that doesn't work for me. I've gone through 20 plus medications and gone through trial and error and said, no, don't like how this feels. This side effect's not livable. And make them help you find that medication that helps you. And if it's not medication, keep on top of what other methods you you use, whether it's exercise, nutrition. Um, whatever it is you use, stay on top of it and don't give up. It's, it's a lifelong thing and uh, constantly evolving, figuring ourselves out. Um, so just keep on top of things. I agree 100%. And I was, you know what, when it comes to the medications, that was the same damn thing. It, it, it's so vital. It's so important. Listen, really, thank you for being on the show. I really, really, really glad to have you on. I love to talk further about this. Um, Everybody listening out there, if you want to share with them where they can find your cool shirts, where they can get a hold of you at, it seems like you're talking about people messaging and talking to you. I mean, it's about who you're comfortable opening up to, and whether it's you, me, a doctor, you know, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at? Yes, it's uh, my blog is SoBipolar.com, and I'm um, getting pretty big on Instagram. It's been growing over the few months. I have almost 15,000 followers, and we have some awesome awesome discussions um, with those people. Uh, so it's a great resource for people to learn about how to help manage their bipolar more or just to feel not alone and to say, hey, these people are struggling struggling the exact same way I am. I thought I was all alone in these feelings, and you're not. And it's a really great um, way to get support. Um, and you can buy my T-shirts, uh, the So Bipolar T-shirts, on the shop tab uh, at SoBipolar.com. And definitely, guys. So, we'd love to have you comment on the blog. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Listen, guys, support. Support. I'm a businessman, and I know what it's like, man. You know, it's, it's, they're selling the shirts to, to, you know, to do the thing. It's not like it's not a get-rich-quick scheme, right? It's like that. It's someone's hard work. Oh yeah, honestly, I it. really don't make any money on it. <laughs> right, I know so all about. Really I sell my just book. Get the I sell my book, and I don't make no out. money on it either. I, I give it out for like wholesale cost to people. I'm like, yes, it costs me money to give you what. Good quality. I can sell you cheap stuff. I'm going to sell you the good stuff. So I believe in everything you're doing. I'm so excited. And it was really great talking. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, great talking to you too, Adam. Thank you. All right, bye.
Bye.